You're listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode 24. On today's episode, we discuss brave sounds, carrots, and duck strips. So sit back and chill with friends. You're listening to The After Show with the Soju Talk Nation. Welcome to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, a chill discussion on this week in the Soju Talk Nation. We're recording on Wednesday, June 23rd, 2021. I'm your host, Crispy, and joining me this week is Koala. Hey, Koala. Hello. How are you today, Koala? I need a break. You're on summer break now. Yes, I am. Well, there you go. Ask and you shall receive. Um, let's move on to announcements. Um, so, Soju Sessions this week, episode 13, the nation's Daniel joins me to talk about his incredible story, um, living with disability, overcoming challenges, and we get into a few very healing topics within K-pop. So, uh, check that out on the Soju Talk Nation podcast feed, um, and also shout him out on the server. He's very active. Um, he's a very, um... A uh, very active member of the community. And uh, yeah, he's just got a lot of good energy. Um, celebrating the nation. No birthdays this week. Um, but we do have a lot of birthdays coming up for the summertime. So hopefully as the world opens up, we're all able to celebrate and see each other. Um, but yeah, let's move on now to this week in Soju Talk Music. We have two new songs this week. Brave Girls with Chimat Baram. And 17 with Ready to Love. All right. So we have Brave Girls this week, Koala. Coming off their high with Roland earlier this year. Um, which I will say, their their song prior to that in the fall of 2020, We Ride, the, the City Pop song. I actually kind of love that song. That's probably one of my favorite like low-key songs that I caught later. Um yeah, let's, let's talk about this song. Let's talk about Chimat Baram. Chimat Baram. Did I pronounce that correctly? I don't know. <laughs> um, the crew had a lot of really good things to say about the song this week. Um, but let's start with you, Koala. What did you think about the song? What did you think about the summer vibes? What did you think about uh, the beach party? Bold move to say we are summer queens. <laughs> I mean, the album is also called like that, but still, they had like a long ass intro and it was like brave sound and then just lip syncing uh, the ad lib of I think we are the summer queens we are summer queens something like that so setting the expectations very high that being said the MV, MV in general felt as Anita said kind of old like not in a bad way but just it seems like an MV I could have watched in the past already if that makes sense was just just the typical MV, like dancing on the beach, have the sunset in the background, just looking pretty and like, I don't know, play football, uh, not football, what the fuck, volleyball. And I, I think I also kind of didn't like mm, the amount of background dances, like Doug said, especially because they were like all white outfits. So it was kind of hard for me, especially who doesn't know the faces at all, like, who's who's the main group? They are probably in the middle, but what if they are not? So th that was kind of maybe not, not the best decision to make. Maybe they could have, like, used more outstanding outfits for them, but in general, it's a solid summer song, I would say. And it, not, a, not a bad continuation of their viral hit, Roland. So going off of the the busyness of like the backup dancers and them in the foreground, um, I noticed this very much when I was sifting through the music video to look for a screenshot for the thumbnail, and I realized, oh, there's a lot of backup dancers in these pictures, in these shots. So it's uh, it was it was very clear to me because I was going through the music video frame by frame. 
Um, but when watching the music video all together, I think those are the shots that I got a little bit more lost in as opposed to um, kind of the individual shots or, or even I think it was the parking lot scene um, where there was a little bit more space and things were a little bit more spread out and there's a lot more focus on just the four girls. Um, but with the song, um, it does feel... It's, it's weird, right? Because I want to say retro or throwback to like mid-2000s, but it's weird to say like retro, right? Because I, I don't know if we've got, hit that point yet where we can call 2000s sounding music retro. But I think we're shifting in that direction because it does feel da- dated, but also this could just be a shift towards the early 2000s, mid-2000s K-pop pop sound as being now the retro sound. So I don't know. I think it's it's it 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 does feel a little bit nostalgic. It's a really feel good song. It's very catchy. Um, and just like the crew said, they did play off of a lot of the things that Roland was um, like replay not replay but re reincorporated a lot of elements from Roland into the song. Um, but I still think it's a banger. I, th- I think like Warren said, like this song kind of hits. Um, it's a little rough around the edges where it's, you know, there's, there's some musical elements where I could kind of agree where at first it didn't hit me right away, but because I'm watching the music video, because I'm seeing the girls, um, essentially do something brand new, um, coming off of all the success from Roland, um, I just think the, the complete experience was, uh, was very, I don't know, it was, it was really, uh, hype and really like heartwarming just to see it all come together. Uh, what did you think about the outfits and kind of the references to Sistar and kind of that summer vibe that Anita brought up in the show? I think it fits. Sistar is also like mid-2010s, right? Yep. Where are they? Yep. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, so, it, so it fits the general vibe of the MV. It was nothing too special. It's like the typical shorts and shirts uh, outfit, but it always works. So it, I think it, it was good. And it, 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 it just gave it a little throwback as you said um i noticed that they got a pretty sizable cgi budget because there was a lot of airplanes um just watching the music video it did feel like they were on the beach but i think you mentioned before recording that you couldn't that you questioned whether or not it was on a soundstage or a beach because of the cgi you know what i can't really tell but i wouldn't be surprised if they had like enormous green screens on the beach because um yeah, I think just kind of a flex um, to show, to give the girls a little bit more resources for this song. Um, kind of the thing that they, the, the crew landed on this week was that there is going to be a repackage for this mini album um, in the fall. Um, what do you expect or what do you hope for as far as a sound if, you know, this is their summer queen re-entry into kind of mainstream k-pop with a very you know distinctly summer sounding song but now you're moving into the fall with a repackage i'm not too familiar with well i am familiar with brave uh the brave bros through their songs that they did with big bang but i'm not familiar with them specifically with like their their own company and especially brave girls but i don't do you do you have any expectations for them in the fall and what kind of song that they would do I don't know it like the songs that I know of them are all summery and and like more upbeat so n- not especially dark but maybe just a small concept change because after all this is made for summer and if they want to do a repackage in fall I would I would really expect something different at least maybe maybe also something new because the MV seemed very familiar I don't know. Maybe they will be fall queens. Who knows? Oh, well done, Koala. Wow. Logical leap. Fall queens. Um, but but I do think that you have something there with like the the darker, more moody, like fall-themed like vibe, right? Um, and I do feel like city pop and um, kind of like not, not chill, but like more chill disco, right? Where it's like you have that retro sound, but you lean into it far more. Um I mean, they already did it with We Ride, but I would be interested if they did something similar in energy level to, like, put a beep bump. But Brave Girls. 
And now you have the girls being more elusive and kind of sensual in their music video as opposed to just like fun and light and bubbly um, with a literal foam um, foam machine on set for this music video. So um, yeah, I think it's looking great for the Brave Girls. I think they are charting very well. And I don't know, it's just very exciting that one of the feel-good stories of K-pop this year is all culminating um, in a very you know, expected way during the summertime where... Like the like like it's, like they said on the show, it's a very safe song, but it also works and like very much fits with. I don't know. It kind of fits with kind of what we need right now with like coming out of the pandemic and you know people, hopefully starting to feel better about opening up to the rest of the world. So yeah, you know, brave girls do your thing. Brave sounds. Um, yeah. So let's move on now to. You koala. <laughs> <laughs> one of your favorite groups the group in which you simp quite a bit we have 17 with ready to love all right so the crew had a lot to say but because 17 is your group it is all you what did you think about the song and music video koala the song is a grower like i i, I had to listen to it a few times to kind of get into it but but I really, really like it because it's kind of like a throwback to their older concepts because they've been doing like more darker stuff and last year with Home Run also like following the re- retro trend. So this is like, this is like just, just 17. It's, oh, I missed it so much. This, the MVs for 17 are most of, ta- of, of the times just not my favorite. For this in specific, I would say, the rain dance scene was just weird. So I, I know the intent, it's just fan service, but it didn't work because it was so much water that it just it just covered the members. But I really like the song besides the MV. So I would recommend like listening to the song without the MV because the MV is kind of like not fitting at some places. And maybe also watch the performance stages on, I think... Was it like that one neighbor show now on or something like that? And they also have a, the, an own uh, video for it. And they should also be on Jimmy Kimmel today. So there should be another performance for that. And because Seventeen is known for their dances and self-produced stuff, which uh, also includes the choreography by Hoshi, I would really recommend watching that. And also like mm, the other stages which might not be a lot because, as Doug said later in news, they are now postponing their promotions, which kind of sucks. But yeah, can't change it. Yeah, it's a little unfortunate that they are uh, postponing pro- promotions because it is a good song. Um, surprisingly, I did listen to these uh, the entire album. Um, I like this song quite a bit. And the first song, the opening track, Heaven's Cloud. <gasps> Heaven's Cloud. Oh, that's so good. It's a very good song. And I do feel like both those songs complement each other quite well. So um, if you haven't checked it out, check out um, the mini album, Your Choice. Heaven's Cloud is the first song leading right into Ready to Love. And I feel like those are excellent songs that go back to back. Um, And I know like from the fandom itself, like the last three songs are unit songs. So the typical performance unit, vocal unit and rap unit. And I think, a lot of fans love Game Boy for the very different type of genre of song, I would say. Yo, when Game Boy came on, <laughs> I was confused, but I was just like, is this the same album? Because I kind of like this. I was just like, um, excuse me, this is kind of cool. Uh, a very different song from the first three songs on this album. I'll yeah. just say that, like, to uh, as a. As a, as a genre shift, as a palette shift, uh, very different. But going back to this 17 song, going back to Ready to Love, um, I think the opening vocals were excellent. Uh, I think that's what you know caught me first because um, you know, 17 is a larger group with a variety of skill sets and like you said, with units, right? Um, the opening very much highlighted their vocals and very much highlighted the vocal unit. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I, I'm not so sure exactly how mm. it was separated, but um, just watching the music video, uh, the first opening set of vocals, boom, like I'm in. Um, 
I I personally really like progressive EDM house music. So when um when the beat comes in and like you're hearing the progressive sound, it's like okay, I think I think they got me. I think I like this. I think I'm good. Um, and then the music video itself. Um, I had written this down before Anita said on the show, but it's cool to see that Anita and I are on the same wavelength here. It felt muted. The colors were faded, even though there were pastels and there was like lighter colors within it. Um, I think they decided the entire music video was going to be colored a certain way, um, which is interesting because you have uh, like these flowers and this purple bus, and yet still the color does feel a little, uh, a little, a little gray, right? Um, Warren went into a whole thing about like the details of. Um, about the coloring. Let's see, what did he say? He said, uh, not enough contrast, saturation turned down, shadows are high, highlights were low, and Warren said it so confidently that I believed him until the very end, where he it sounded like he was making that stuff up. I don't think he was making that stuff up, but um, it did sound very valid um, as far as his analysis of what the color scheme and what the color palette ended up being in the music video. Um... I also thought it was interesting. So this is not song related, but they were kind of struggling with uh, who produced this song. <laughs> so, in fact, it was not JYP. <laughs> in fact, well, who else did Doug say? Doug said like a handful of companies. It was JYP. Doug, Doug said it was like, oh, it's 17 from JYP. Wait, not JYP. Starship. Yeah, Starship. That was the one. And Anita was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that um, you know Doug we have our days I feel it I feel you no problem man um, yeah but to kind of like close up the music video I think so this is just me like hypothesizing I think they planned and they shot like the rain scene to be filmed a certain way right to turn it out on the camera and they decided okay we're just gonna use a lot of water so they did it they filmed it and they looked at it and I was like shit that was expensive. We can't go back and refilm that. All the boys are wet already. <laughs> we have a like, deadline. I think, I think close-ups would have worked better. Yeah, I think that would have been good. But then at the same time, it takes away from the um, the attempted but attempted highlight of the it, choreography. Right? It's enough to like show five seconds and not like the last thirty seconds. Just a lot of rain falling yeah. down on the guy. Because it, it did feel like there was just a lot, and then they couldn't go back. And I was yeah, it just, like, just looked oh. like a storm just hitting them, and it wasn't intended like that. Yeah, like I think the director kind of like miscalculated how much water needs to be in this scene to uh, to actually show the members. Because, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, question. Okay, so the choreography. Um, I didn't get to see the yes. stages. Um, what does it look like? Um, oh god what does it look like um, on stage and in performance videos because I um, I did feel also like they didn't highlight it very much in the music video and I could also see like the sections and areas where members could be standing off to the sides um, yeah that, they, they they do that is it is it as they, prominent yeah on those stage performances and um, it's not too prominent for like the choruses but they do it from like from the first chorus to the second verse i think it's dino standing alone and then gradually members uh come into it and uh also dance with him so it's very much their style i would say because they also just don't want to overflow it and they also do a lot of isolations so you've got like one half that's dancing a move and the other one is just like standing still to just uh, create an imagery and that's just kind of their style but for the chorus they are dancing as a whole group for most of the time except for now of course because the eight can't like put too much pressure on his ankle that's an interesting analysis i, I feel like we should have a section for um more dance focused discussion moving forward i'm just thinking out loud just because like to to compare like 17 and then like a smaller group like it's like txt um, I think it's interesting how they incorporate um, different dance elements, like you said, like with um, isolations and then using a certain section of <clears throat> the dance to 
essentially be like a, a a part of the environment right with like a freeze section while something else is happening um whereas like txc with only five members if i'm not mistaken yeah it should be five right five where it's like you're, you're getting them all on stage at the same time or like like itsy right itsy's a great example where it's like a smaller girl group and you prominently see everything that's happening because there's only five of them so I don't know. I think I think it'd be interesting. I think that's uh, something Anita um, could dive a little bit deeper into, and I, I would love to hear Anita's thoughts. And you know what? Section a, a segment off of um, Anita's dance lessons hmm. would be kind of cool. Cause um, yeah, I think I I think me that's still something that you no, know, I've danced. I don't know. It's like twenty years ago, thirty years ago now. <laughs> I used to dance when I was a teenager, into high school, into college, but I have not danced in uh, recent memory. Um, so I just, I, I understand the fundamentals, basics, but I'm just really curious on how all that's put together as a group, and also how it's changed over time. Because right now, like, yeah, I, I grew up dancing, but I cannot tell you like how complicated and intricate a lot of the choreography is today. And it's just kind of remarkable and amazing that groups are able to do such uh, great things on stage while singing, for the most part. Um, lastly, Warren, again, hints at market analysis with micro and macro trends with um, TXT song being angsty and now Seventeen song being angsty. And are we expecting an angsty BTS song? Hopefully, maybe. Um, again, like another section with, uh, Warren's business analysis, business economics section would be amazing. Um, just because I like to nerd out and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, interesting trend for hype with, um, TXT and now 17 being a little bit more moody and highlighting kind of vocal quality in their songs. All right, let's move on now to the spice King, the soju chart this week. Um, at number three, we have EXO with Don't Fight the Feeling. At number two, we have 17 with Ready to Love. And number one, Brave Girls with Chimat Baram. Koala, what did you think? How'd you like the crew discussion this week? I think that's that chart is fine, just overall. Because I love how Anita is still hot carrying like groups most of the time to the third place. Oh, uh, who was the second contender? I forgot. Was it Yu-Gi-Oh? It was Yu-Gi-Oh. There was there. It, it didn't feel like chaos in the moment, but like looking back, it's like it, there was kind of a lot of chaos in the discussion this week, <laughs> right? With like Doug being very uh, passionate about his choices with Seventeen, Brave Girls, and Yu-Gi-Oh. But then Warren, like very much. Uh, championing brave girls he is the champion even though he said like the, the song was rough around the edges he's just like oh, but i like this this is a representation of korea and i was like okay okay thank you thank you all right keep going more and more and more uh and then anita freaking throws everything uh, out the window and says xo don't fight the feelings <laughs> like what excuse me granted i do like that song i do like that mini album uh, it's it's just interesting that that song is still uh, still around and kicking and Anita, you know, hard carries. Um, and then Anita, you know, being the kind, sweet, gentle soul of a flower she is, allowing the Twice song to grow on her and still, you know, appreciating and liking what that song has to offer um, from a music video, a visual and stage performance aspect, which, you know, are elements of K-pop that matter and make it the unique genre it is you know, the, the the genre that we celebrate and love um any closing thoughts on this week in soldier talk music mm, uh i don't think so i yeah i i would probably mention something else later on instead of the nations well very nice uh, that's what you call a tease everyone she is a professional podcaster holy all right uh let's move on now to news state of the nation and world cup um so not too much in the news section this week i will say i agree but also you know i agree and my expectations are tempered now 
with black blackpink and the movie like i would love music but i think i'm at the point where it's like i'm just consuming so much other content and listening to so much other music that i'm okay um however blackpink did release the show um as an audio file audio track list on spotify so i've been listening to that um really cool to hear it live um to hear that set list live so you know i still got some blackpink in my life um I, I wrote this down. I don't remember the context anymore. I'll just say it. So these are quotes from the show. Warren said this. I'm going to take a shit today. Let out the urine. <sighs> Do you remember what that's from? <laughs> yeah, it was them trolling the movie. The show. Oh, okay. Exactly. The. Okay. The, the, the part. See, I knew I was onto something when I was like talking about Blackpink. It's like, I know this is related to Blackpink. But don't remember where. But there you go. Take the shit, <laughs> Warren. Um, <laughs> any other thoughts this week on news or State of the Nation and just things the crew's been up to? I just hope the 4 plus 1 project is more than the movie because it seems like it's more, but I'm not too sure. Uh, you know, I'm just going to wait for uh, the, the real news to happen. I think these pre- previews and teasers are uh, a nice way to build hype. Hype. For people who, for people around the world who are less in, who are less um, close to K-pop than we are, right? Because um, you know, as a community, Soju Talk is just very knowledgeable and um, allows K-pop kind of into like every moment of our lives for for the better, right? Where I feel like a lot of these marketing campaigns speak to the general audience, which is the general population and demographics of Korea and globally, because globally we just don't have the same access to information as they do domestically. Um, yeah. And I think it's all good and fun. And that's why I'm going to take all this information very lightly. And if a friend who doesn't listen to K-pop or barely listens to K-pop mentions it, then I will be excited for them because chances are they have no idea until they see a trailer in theaters and said, Oh, Blackpink as a movie, we should go watch it. And that's pretty cool that a normal person can um, experience K-pop without having too much barrier of entry to um, access that information. God, I went on a monologue. You should stop me once in a while, you know? <laughs> um, all right, so Doug is also... He, he's, he's at it again. So he's uh, he binged a webtoon... I don't know how he does it. Like, I think I think he's a robot sometimes because like speed reading eighty chapters in a night seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah, I did that before as well. So, but then I imagine like you wouldn't sleep. Like you would start like <laughs> I don't know. Well, say like you started at six p.m. Right? How long would that mm. take you to finish eighty chapters of a webtoon? I don't know. Depends on the webtoon because some chapters are longer. And shorter, depending on the artist. Very true. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, oh, I can bring this up in um in our check-in. Um, I am reading a manga, so I will just note that for later. Yeah. Um, but so Doug is reading a, a shojo, which is a slice of life, which is like very, uh, very not action-packed and thrilling. Um, do you read shojo's koala? Is that is that your genre? For webtoons, it's like half off because there's just a bigger market for shoujo webtoons. It's like a lot of fluff. Do you feel like because webtoons, the the genre of webtoons are shoujo's, um, that those are a lot easier to um, to adapt into web dramas or full dramas? Yeah, I haven't seen any like action shonen webtoon adapted into a drama yet i think the only thing that happened is god's tower or something like that was made into an anime but that's it because um true beauty is probably the the most recognizable title of the past year or so where it was oh a, god a webtoon and then turned into a drama i uh, think itaewon class also fits in oh that's also webtoon i did not know that Thanks, Koala. What do I do without you? Um, yeah, I, I think I think 
it, it does feel like it's more prominent in Korean entertainment. The like a webtoon story would be adapted into a drama or a long form series or a movie, just because um, I don't know. It, it just feels like if you're, if you're comparing Korea and Japan, I mean, obviously, like we think of like anime with Japan. But then Korea, it, it's there's a lot of actors, there's a lot of just like people in real life situations. Um, I don't really have a commentary on it. I just thought that it was a, <laughs> a fascinating observation in the moment of um, thinking about like how webtoons are adapted and how uh, and the volume of dramas that exist and which one of those are adapted and which one of those are inspired from different stories that already exist. So, yeah. Um, Let's move on to, to the best section, to the amazing sh- oh, section God. this week, to the, the section that everyone's been waiting for since it was teased two weeks ago. We have the World Cup. We have Doug's drip. All right. And uh, Doug is wearing a chain this week, I think. He's wearing an Anita flower on the back of his shirt. He's got some cool on his Stussy shirt. Yes. And, uh, you know, his hair... It's got a little bit of a little bit of product, a little bit of styling. You know, Doug, I feel all of that. You know, Doug's uh, living your best life. You know, self-improvement. Look good to feel good. You know, Doug is an inspiration. Let's be real. Like, mm. man, like, look, look at us, like, trash can people just, like, being home oh, for the past 18 months. Like, not giving a crap about how we look because no one has to leave their house. But guess what, everyone? The world's opening up and Doug is leading by example saying check out my drip world check out my drip nation you could do it too all right so you talk merch when right i need that shirt please um all right so let's move on to round one with so you talk drip doug's drip all right so there's a lot any mm. any of these stand out to you a lot of why slav dog why Slav? I think Gucci Dog and Slav Dog have, have kind of an overlap because the Slav people I know kind of also wear a lot of Gucci or at least mock-ups. Like, just these categories were so worn. Like, sometimes it was very specific. Yeah, I think there was some, like... <laughs> I feel like Warren decided, all right, I'm going to open up my wardrobe and I'm going to pick out all these outfits, and then I'm going to put them on Doug. And that's how he put the photos together. But, you know, that's cool. It's uh, it's kind of a, a peek into Warren's psyche also. Um, <laughs> but I think the ones that stood out to me that were very creative, that I wish had made it to the end, that won out, was, uh, you know, made Doug. Oh, God. Because, you know, you got you to gotta really put it out there. Which... You know, Maid Doug versus Doug Seroi? Isn't that literally just like... <laughs> like <laughs> Doug Seroi is... is what, what could that be categorized as? I feel like that is also something else. That could be... Uh, it could be... I guess that's... Oh, could it be minimal? Could it be, could it be casual? Could it be a slav? I think that's Without like a combination. the haircut. Yes, without okay, the without haircut. The with the with the mm, with the haircut, it's, it's, it gets critical. Yeah. Oh, that haircut. Okay, cool. Just just wanted to like, so I'm not crazy, right? Because I feel like those like three or four are more or less the same. Um, Doug JYP or Doug Doug YP um, <laughs> did win that round, but unfortunately did not make it past round two. Um, so e-boy dog. I need I need clarification on this. Is e-boy a derogatory or is e-boy an actual genre of like um or a, an actual like archetype of like a, a personality type and I, I don't I don't and, really know like fashion it's, style. It's kind of in fa- it's like that edgy fashion style. It's like skater-ish but not a lot too much. Because it's I'm- like a lot of chains and no, you you talk. No, no, you're fine. Oh, well, because I've heard e boy and e girl kind of used as a derogatory before, and I was just like, okay, that that's, and but I I've never used it. I've never like seen it actually like used in like the wild. I think it's a TikTok thing. Okay, cool. Because I think the the last time I've ever seen it used was on Twitch, but I don't know if that was just like Twitch chat trolling, 
or if people were actually being jerks on Twitch, because you can't really tell sometimes. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was interesting that like seeing E Boy and I was like, oh, so that's not a negative connotation phrase. Cool, but I, I I see the style now. I get it. I feel like I'm so much more culturally in tune thanks to Warren. Um, what did you think about K Drama Dog? K Drama Dog was like kind of also like the rich Chebo K Drama Dog. It's like, mm. like the typical trend, uh, trench coat. Is it? It's a trench coat, trench right? Trench coat, long coat. Yeah. Yeah, and I I have like a picture of uh, who was it? It's like Song Kang, an actor, and he often plays. Okay, in in which case are the male leads not rich? But he often plays a rich male lead, and it's just like such a typical outfit for it. So it, it made sense, but it, it also kind of overlap with like it could have been minimal dog also as well yeah i mean what comes to mind is crash landing on you and hunvin um making that transformation right when he goes to oh, well. south korea and now he's in that long coat and he has a turtleneck it's like yeah i feel like this is the, the transformation transformation doug needs he needs a he, he needs a sonya Son, what is her name? Yeji. It's not Yeji. Yejin. <laughs> Yejin. It is Yejin. Yejin. Yes. Uh, I was about to say another person's name. Oh. Oh God. Oh, very. Uh, yeah. That's that's. Uh, let's move on. Let's <laughs> talk about it. Um. All right. So they ended up with. All right, so let's let's go to the final four, and then let's go to the the finals. So the final four was E Boy versus Minimal, and then K Drama versus Space. All right. Uh, first of all, I understand that they are trolling, but I would also just like to, for certain things to win because I think they would be very fashion forward, and Space should have won. But <laughs> oh, wait, so okay, so. This is probably a bigger a bigger topic of conversation for World Cups in general because I think half of this list is very much like giving Doug advice for fashion, right? Which I can definitely see him going into a lot of directions, whether it's uh, a K drama look or minimal um, or like streetwear. Doug, I think those are very like um, reasonable reason- choices. Yeah, reasonable and manageable um, choices to incorporate in your life. But then, like, half of them are also troll, which is, like, I stole my dad's suit, Doug, which is, like, the oversized suit. I don't, I don't, I actually don't think that's a, a fashion trend. Yeah, right? that, 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 <laughs> is it? I think it kind of is, like, the oversized blazer look. But like, the blazer, but then, like, the, the rest of the outfit is also, is tailored a certain way. Because when it's I've seen people wearing that before in real life. Okay. Not that it is common, though. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I've seen that too. But, well, maybe I'm just like thinking about it too trolly. Um, but then also like the spacesuit and what other trolly ones? The maid, maid Doug. <laughs> um, Asian dad Doug. It's comfortable. I will say that. <laughs> I Says d- the grandpa. <laughs> All right. So, like, a peek into like who I am. I like wearing sweatpants but i like wearing like the joggers um so i i like to look like i'm not caring feel really comfortable but then actually like oh no it's kind of caring so like (laughs) i'm very much like leaning i lean towards athleisure in my everyday outfits um so i feel like that was one that was missed a missed opportunity i think athleisure should have been one doug if you're listening athleisure Give it a try. Very comfortable. Close to dad, Doug. Very close. But you don't have to wear the cargo pants. Or the New Balances. Um, so the finals were Minimal Doug and K-Drama Doug. So what did you think about Minimalist to be like overall? Like Just that look and that like hands behind your back. And the way Doug described it as uh, you have the person who works at the company and you have the CEO. Oh, God. I think I think they kind of are the same like it was the ki- kind of same genre of fashion so 
either way it would would have been very similar to each other in the end i think k-drama doug just won because of the trench coat that doug wants yeah kind of projecting his uh his desire to be in a k-drama perhaps to find love <laughs> to to have a makeover have a glow up while K-drama things are happening around you, I don't know. I think we're projecting also. I think I'm projecting mm-hmm. also. Um, but yeah, I think I, I think the, the fashion choices were actually like pretty were pretty informative at, at a certain point after you got got past kind of the uh, more ridiculous comparisons and uh, matchups. But um, yeah, overall, I think very informative, and I think there there definitely can be a 2.0 for uh, for Doug's drip. World Cup mm, t- t- sneaker strip, <laughs> sneaker drip. Oh sh- yeah, okay. Let's uh let's type that to Doug and Warren. And <laughs> all right, hopefully that's next week's segment. All right, um, yeah. Thank uh, th- I want to thank the crew for doing these again because it's just so much fun. And honestly, like it allows us to, to talk like ridiculous like people who just you know sit back and chill with friends. So yeah, appreciate you guys, crew. All right, let's move on now to our weekly check-in, our closing thoughts. Koala, how was your week? What have you been up to? And what have you been watching? A lot of Loud, a lot of Seventeen, a lot of Treasure. Okay, let's start with Loud. Um, how's it going so far? What do you think about the show? You sent me a few clips. I watched them. I have opinions. I have thoughts. <laughs> go ahead. Go first. We're into trainee, like, number 10, and we have 70, so I don't know how long this will take, but... They started, I think the first one was still like an independent trainee and then they started to show their company-owned trainees. So P-Nation had, I think it was five or six kids all in the range of 16 to like 19 years old, I think. Then JYP had three kids and one of them was Japanese, if I remember correctly. They, they both had a group performance, which didn't play into like the whole audition thing. So it didn't matter how well they did on that performance it didn't affect like their passes or not but uh, after that both uh, so all the trainees also had individual stages with the typical skill performance and the charm performance and we have seen like three or four i think one jyp trainee and two or three p nation kids and conclusion i like p nation kids way more <laughs> Nice. Um, yeah, so you sent me a few clips of the performances. You sent me a JYP and a P Nation performance. Holy cow. All right, so the JYP kids, actually pretty good. Like, very much, like, in line with where you think trainees should be at this point. Um, being, like, young teenage dudes, right? The P Nation kids. What the fuck? <laughs> I, I, are, are those actual... Uh, are, are they ready to debut like tomorrow? It's like, like, like yesterday? it's really interesting. It's really interesting because they are maximally like training for two years at P Nation. And there's like not a lot. So it's impressive how well they did and like their amount of energy to fit 80s concept. I'm well, so you mentioned this uh, when we talked about this, but I'm really curious if they will show like how involved Sai is in the actual like training and evaluation um because jyp is very involved like as we know but i want to know mm. if like sai is actually like in the training room with them um maybe not like to the extent of like hours and hours but just like okay like more than just evaluations but just like working on choreography working on charisma working on stage presence because i do feel like a lot of those things a lot of those strengths of sai um are showing through that group video that you showed me and i was just like blown away I was just like holy crap like these kids are amazing it's like i i i i saw speeches i didn't really know how else to put it it was very refined very polished like they were all very um like in sync and the choreography felt like they were um they're very seasoned um and then like the vocals the vocals like stood out too so it's like everything like was coming together and like these kids have not debuted yet they are not like idols yet um yeah i well, how how did that hit you like the first time seeing that koala? I was in shock, and then after that, one of the kid had his individual stage, and he was like, "I'm the biggest introvert ever." What? What? He 
He's like one of the rappers. I think you called him Attack on Titan, dude. Yes. So he's wearing an Attack <laughs> on Titan like uh, outfit. And and Sai talked about him like he's the biggest introvert Sai knows, and he was always looking at the ground on the evaluations at the beginning for like the first year. I was like, how does that work? How is he so different on stage? Yeah. You know, it's it's one of those like mysteries, right? Where it's like you 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 want to know more about the personality of these trainees and the future idols. And so they give you a lot of like background and like personality and character developing moments within a show. And then they say something like that where it's like, yeah, during my evaluations, I... Uh, I couldn't even look you in the eye. I looked at the ground. I'm an introvert. And then once they finally get on stage, it's almost as if all their training like kicks, kicks in at the same time. And then they forget about like a lot of their like emotional hangups and then they're just performing. I think that speaks to, one, like the training process, and two, to the amount of hours and dedication of practice for like a specific performance, that stage in particular. Um, I think that's just something that, like for me, like I, I, I'm always amazed and try to be cognizant about because like it's like you want to see like the process, but then like when the finished product happens and it comes out like this way, it's like oh crap, like the process worked. But also, it's it's kind of fun to see like train wrecks and uh, things light up on fire as we've seen in other competition shows. So you know, just you know, high drama, high entertainment. Very much. Uh, any closing thoughts on Loud this week and any other um, things that happened on the show? Mm, I just, I think it's interesting that I think the main dude of JYP already trained for more than five years. It's like he could have been in Stray Kids. Like he's that long into that uh, entertainment. So I'm cute. I, I would be surprised if he doesn't make the group. Like in the end, either one. Yeah, and yeah, that's actually an interesting timeline for for that trainee, where he's been training for quite some time, and he could have been Stray Kids, and now he's on the show. So hopefully his his career takes off because of this, because I think the show is actually like showing some really like high quality entertainment. So yeah. Uh, for me this week, um, I started reading Your Lion April, the manga. It's kind of it's it's an interesting like way to approach this story because I watched it as an anime and I watched I've, I've watched it a couple times since then, since my first viewing, almost ten years ago. Yes, almost ten years ago. Um, and obviously, like there's music and it's very much emotional. Um, through like the visual aspect because it's um a story around spring and what that means for blossoming um and the changings of the seasons and like the different color palette choices and then reading it as a manga one i think the story the spirit of the story is very present in how it's constructed um there actually isn't as much dialogue as the show um a lot of it is still through um they're very much like the the pencil work and like the shading right but i also like see like the the great creative lengths that the the an the anime went through to pull out so much emotion from that source material um because it's actually kind of amazing how much they were able to incorporate with music and structure and color and just like the motion of the characters right um yeah i think i think both pieces of the story whether you're reading the manga or the anime definitely have that spirit of what it was trying to convey with music and with those growing up through those formative years and trauma as a child um and i think it's helping me understand the story far deeper reading it through like this almost like filter of like using my imagination to fill in a lot of the blanks. Um, and I do feel like it's going to make my anime experience now wanting to rewatch it for the fifth time <laughs> far more richer. So yeah, I think that's just, um, yeah, I think, 
I think it's really cool to like supplement like your understanding of story and understanding of a, a certain um, property this way. You know, watching it as an anime and then reading the manga or the other way around. But yeah, that that was my week. Anything else for you, Koala? Any exciting things for you? You have summer coming up. Any uh, plans? I'm just simping groups, crispy. I'm oh. like both of my groups are doing so well. Treasure released their light stick. I can't afford it because WeWorks is charging the same amount for the light stick, additionally for the shipping. It's like the light stick on its own is like thirty-five bucks, but the shipping is like thirty-six bucks. <laughs> So I don't have the money for that. But I can get it anyway because they restocked it for the third time and it sold out again in like 10 minutes. You are so tr- yeah, that's... You are <laughs> yeah. a true simp. True simp. It's like you know, all of your problems revolve around spending money on these boys that you course. love so deeply and have nothing but affection for. And you know what? Um, Live your best life. I was about to buy the 17 album, which is like the million mark again. But then again, I didn't because I was looking into the older albums more. Because the newer albums are not, like the packaging of those are, is kind of weird. So I'm waiting. <laughs> so that, that that's your hang-up. The, pat- the packaging is kind of weird. Well, yeah. you know, if, if that's the, the small uh, hurdle you have to jump over to fulfill your simp needs, I think, I think it'll be fine. I think it'll teach you a lesson in... Uh, patience and impulse control so yeah i think you're doing great all right well that that does it for this week i think we've covered a lot i think we've talked very casually this week and um yeah i do kind of appreciate the crew being a lot more casual in their conversations as well i think it's helped you know ease some of the pressure with uh types of conversations that they have on the show and uh and us especially on the after show Thank you for listening to the Soju Talk Nation podcast, episode 24. Subscribe on YouTube, follow on Spotify or your preferred podcast platform and continue the conversation on the Soju Talk K-pop podcast discord. This has been the Soju Talk Nation for Koala. This is Crispy. Bye. Bye.